Welcome to A Canadian Investing in the U.S., a podcast and YouTube channel focused on Canadians buying real estate with host Glenn Sutherland. Welcome to another episode of A Canadian Investing in the U.S. This week, my guest is Brooke Shang. Uh, Brooke, tell us a little bit about yourself. So uh, I've been investing in real estate for three years now. Um, so I started just um, going through different educations. I go to a lot of meetups, even these days. Yeah. So I work like crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't. Um, I didn't think it would kind of uh, move so fast. So I've done quite a lot. I've done uh, rentals is my main strategy. I've done duplexes. I've done lending um, with flippers. Yeah. Yeah. I've also done uh, syndicated mortgages. Yeah, so it's been three years and it's been crazy. It's three years and it's just blown up. That's you know that's a good problem. <laughs> that's a good problem because opportunities um, keep coming, right? <laughs> so what's your story? How did you get started in this? So I started by taking um, rich dad for that education. Mm-hmm. So I actually stayed at home for ten years. I was a stay-at-home mom, and I started working ten years after I stayed at home, just thinking, you know, what can I do? I actually have a job. I was excited. Yeah. I always like real estate. So when I saw the ad, I'm like, this is what I want to do. I want to learn about real estate. Yeah. And that was uh, two years after I went back um, in the workforce. Um, I, we had some money because we're in Toronto. Yeah. So we had equity in the home. That's actually how we started using yeah. our money to invest. We used our HELOC. At first, I was a money partner in the joint venture. Because yeah. I want to learn how to do it. And, uh, you know, everybody caps out, right? Yeah. Because yeah. I like the idea of helping families. So I did lease option for a while. Mm-hmm. It's not easy in the beginning because you have to interview a lot of tenant buyers and um, go through the process. It's not a straightforward strategy. So yeah. my first deal actually came pretty quickly, like only a few months after I uh, took the course. Yeah. So you so say you finished the course and you just you, you went right into the lease option right off the bat. Um, the first one I did was a single family home. Yeah. And then yes, then my next deal was lease option. Okay. So let's let tell us about the the lease option. And then maybe we'll break down uh, how the lease option works and go through that. Yeah. So um, basically, lease option is for people who cannot qualify for a mortgage now. Maybe they're down payment. Maybe they're new immigrants. They don't have credit history yet. Yeah. Um, so during the time they rent, it's usually two to four years. Yeah. Um, they pay regular rent, and then we help them save up, which will convert to down payment at the end of the program. So they come and basically go through a qualifying process um, as anybody qualifying for a mortgage. So the mortgage broker will, tell, will let me know, you know, they can qualify today. In two to four years, they can qualify on how fast they can fix their credit and their income and yeah. also how much they come in the program with and how much we need to save up for them, with them. Yes. So, yeah, like, so um, when you're doing your typical lease options, what do you expect for a down payment? Do you Are you looking for a set amount or a percentage of the purchase price or what? what works best for you? At least two percent, and I would say minimum of ten thousand dollars. Okay. Yeah, because I did have a rental, which is in Windsor. It's the property is only a hundred and sixty thousand dollars. Yeah. How, ten percent, ten thousand dollars is the minimum. I would say so. They have some stake in the game. Yeah. I, yeah, I wouldn't take any less than that. Because okay. um, yeah, because there's closing costs and 
all the costs are still there. Yep. You still want them to have stake in the game. Yeah, and you want to make sure that they're they have the ability to close. So you know, probably unless this is a long lease option, they're gonna need to have some cash to close this property, right? So it's uh, you know by having ten thousand dollars is a good good number. Um, and that's one thing I was we were, I was discussing the possibility of doing lease options on some of my properties in Kansas City. And yeah. the problem is that the properties are so cheap. If you're going to ask for ten thousand dollars, you're asking for like in some of the cases thirty percent down of the property, which is kind of that's insane, cool. you know. <laughs> so, yeah. okay, so um, let's go more into lease options. Tell me, tell me more about them. So um, the good thing is for the investors. Um, your down payment is reduced because they come in with an initial option, which is their commitment, right, to come yeah. in. Approval. So say, for example, if they come in with $15,000, you use that for closing. That's so, perfect, yeah. Yeah, so your cash on cash return is is higher to begin with, right? Yep. Um, yeah, I usually um, save the tenant buyers to 10% of down payment. Mm -hmm. so, meaning if the, their purchase price at the end is $500,000, they would need to save up $50,000 with us. So, oh, yeah. So, so you, do you expect them to do all the saving themselves or do you do the saving for them? We do the saving for them. <laughs> you know what they're going to do with their money. <laughs> so you basically, um, if I'm just guessing at this, the way you would do it is if you're doing like, say, a three year or five year term, you just would, if they need $50,000, you just sort of divide the math up and you're going to have to pay an extra, you know, $400 a month on top of your rent, say, to, to make this all work out at the end, something like yeah. that. Yeah. So say if it's a $500,000 home. Yep. They come in with $10,000, meaning they still need to save about $40,000, right? Mm -hmm. So we just divide that up. Say if it's a three-year three year rent to own, then it would be 36 months. So 40000 divided by 36, that's how much extra they have. <laughs> yeah, so it's the same as if they just do it themselves, right? We let them get in the market sooner. Yeah. We're professionals. And, and do you find that there are better tenants than if, or I don't know if you do regular rent to owns this, um, having skin in the game, does it make their, do you find that they still pay on time? Do you still have to deal with the landlord tenant board with lease options? They, I do have regular lease, uh, regular rent, rental properties. Yeah. Rent tenants are a lot better in the sense um, they're homeowners. Yeah. They know the house will gonna, is going to be theirs. So they would take care of it by far I'm dealing with, <laughs> yeah I've, I've dealt with a lot of different tenant issues uh not on the rental and properties yeah and they know if they don't pay they uh they they don't have the rights to buy anymore they basically give up the rights to buy mm -hmm. and they're gonna forfeit their uh, initial deposit too right so and how do you determine what the end purchase price would be so um i usually appreciate it uh, annually for four to four, five, six percent. Mm -hmm. So um, it has to be reasonable, right? Because most of the market I'm buying these houses at, they're appreciating at 10 percent, 12 percent. Yeah. Or five percent appreciation. We're still making pretty good profits. Yeah. And if you went, I guess, if you went the opposite way, it went way too high. And then at the end, they may not be able to like get a loan on the property because the property won't appraise, could, may not appraise at that price, right? If you went too high, yeah. right? Yeah, and um, because we qualify them 
um, we qualify mortgage for them, right? So we do the same thing, stress test, knowing how much they make. We're not going to sell them at a price they are not going to afford. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, what was I going to ask? So what are the, uh, I guess that's some of the advantages. Are there, what other advantages are there to doing a lease option? So um, your cash flow will be a lot higher versus a regular rental because whatever need, they need to save up, they have to pay you on a monthly basis. So on top of the rent, you have the cash flow from their, um, we call it option deposit. So we have the monthly option deposit. As okay. Yeah, that's why uh, rent, that's why people do rental because you want the cash flow. You're not sitting there waiting for appreciation or your equity to increase, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah exactly. It's all anticipated. You know what it, you know how it's going to, and it's predictable, which I love predictable. I love that you can, you know, if you can, that's one of the reasons I do a lot of stuff and farm stuff out because if you can make it set amounts, even if it's a little bit more expensive, it yeah. predictable. It's, it's, I don't know, it makes everything less stressful. Yeah. Um, um, so you have all these lease options and they you ideally have better tenants. Um, yeah. They have the ability to fix the property up because they're going to be the ones owning it compared to uh, a regular tenant. Um, yeah. What percentage do they close? Have you found that they are able to close these properties every time or uh, how, how often is it that they forfeit all that savings they've done? Well, and, okay, because, but, yeah, because I only done it for three years. Yeah. Haven't finished the rent to own terms yet. Most of them are three year term. Mm -hmm. They're all on track to complete the rent to own. Um, the good thing is I think I think uh, I usually check the comps on the markets of these houses. Yep. Almost all of them are already at the price they're going to be purchased at. So that means when they buy the house, it, they already have the equity in it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I, I, unless they lose their job or they screw up their credit, they're on track and I make them um, check their credit at least um, periodically, half okay. a year or annually. Yeah. I did have a tenant who lost his job. And um, so he didn't pay for for uh, one month. He was late, and then I found out he subleased the place to somebody else. So I almost took away his right to purchase. Yeah. However, um, so he he was actually one of the tenant buyer I thought could finish in two years in yeah. track. And he first time homeowner RSP and um, the. Um, because he's he is union, he's on track to make another eight thousand dollars a year the next year. Um, this he works in Oshawa, and the plan moved to the states. Oh, yeah. So they were in training. So he found another job. The however, there's a period of training; they don't get the full pay. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, um, I found out he subleased it some to somebody else. So we worked it out. So it actually worked out better because mm -hmm. I think the new tenants, um, they do pay on time and, and, um, so, you know, I guess, yeah. that, I guess that works for them. Right. It, yeah. Um, and that's un almost interesting. I wonder if you should have a clause in that for the next one that you can't sublease. Cause I, I have, I have a, a lease option myself and I'm like, do I, should I have something like that in there? I wonder. Um, so you, you, I see you're a little lenient with this. What happens at the end? I know that if they can't uh, close, they technically forfeit it. Are would there be any flexibility to that, or is it like you know you're running a business and? No, um, I would say if they need a little bit more time, it's in a contrast saying if if they let go of the rights, then that's that. Yeah. 
I would think, um, you know, if, if we think the tenant is still on track, they just need a little bit more time. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that's up to us. We, we can have that option and help them out. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, you know, if we really want to sell the property, we can sell it and then use their option for closing costs, lawyer fee, etc., or fixing up the place yeah. or the place. So yeah, they have to know they might not see it if they, they must not see the deposit if they let go. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I was going to say the lease Ontario, Ontario tenant board terms are still in effect because there's a lease contract. Yes. So they're not supposed to sublease. (laughs) No. Yeah, I guess they're not. And that's, that's another thing we should mention. Like whenever you're doing this, you are signing two contracts because there's one that's the, the lease and there's one that's the option to purchase. But uh, whatever, I think, what could be confusing is that everyone calls it a lease option, which makes it sound like it's one piece of paper. <laughs> yeah, that's because there's lease and then there's option contract. So. Yes, yeah. <laughs> what's uh, what's some of the disadvantages of doing a lease option? Um, some investors will say you're leaving money on the table. Most likely the property will be more than what they're selling the property to the tenant at. Mm-hmm. So in Ashra, for example, if you can make $100,000 more, you're only making say 50,000. I'm just throwing the number out. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Then some investors say that I'm leaving money on the table, regardless of the contract. I still feel it because, mm-hmm. you know, it is investment. However, you have to honor the contract. And I think, you know, that's a disadvantage. And because it's usually two to four year term, yeah. you constantly have to look for a new rental. So yeah. if you're looking for a long term hold, then you have to look for new, new uh, tenant buyers. Yeah. I don't think it's a disadvantage because you're doing the same thing. We're doing several strategies. You're not restricted to just do rent to own. You have, you have a long-term hold. You have rent to own to give you the cash flow. So yeah. you know, there's a lot of things you can do. Do you find that it takes longer to find um, a lease option person compared to a tenant? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Um, one thing is um, they have to... S- fit a certain criteria you know how hard it is to be homeowners right yeah so somebody has to be close to qualifying for a mortgage so we, we give them the two to four year time frame so there, most of the tenant buyers make a lot of money because they I, i'm doing it in southern ontario yeah so minimum is about eighty thousand dollars so times four or five stress tests so that's a property of four hundred thousand dollars so they have to make at least that and most of them are making uh, six figures. You know, if you want to be owners and homeowners in Southern Ontario, or um, there are two or three people working in the household to yeah. make the program work. Yeah. So household income is actually pretty high and uh, their credit has to be fixable, right? Or somebody who missed several mortgage payments, we're not going to able to help them. Nobody's going to give them mortgage. Yeah. yeah. You can't so, fix it for them. You can help them, but they have to be able to help themselves. Yeah. So, yes, they have to help themselves. So we have to let them know they have to fix their credit or uh, the mortgage broker will look at the report saying you should pay this and that first. So sometimes we have to take that into account. So if they did that, are they still able to afford rent to own? Yeah. 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 So um, I had a tenant, like most of the tenants are actually doing pretty well. It's not your typical tenant. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We won't be able to take them on the program. 
<laughs> at least in Ontario. Uh, like in the States, it might be different, right? Yeah. So for yours, do you find the property first or do you find the tenant first and then get them a property that they want? I find the tenant first um, because, um, you know, if you have a property, like I'm not against the idea. If the opportunities are sure, I can do a sandwich lease option. However, the property is already set, a set price, a set property. You have to find the tenant to fit to it. So yeah. that's a lot harder than giving a tenant buyer budget. They just look on MLS and yeah. realtor. Yeah, and yeah, they get find property that fits. Um, so for uh, finding these people, how do, how do you advertise? Are you just using like Craigslist and Kijiji, or what what how does your marketing look? I started by posting on Kijiji. Yeah. Um, that's a lot of work because um, <laughs> then I have to talk to them on the phone. Well, first you look at their profile. If um, you think they're worth your time, talk to them on the phone. So I did that when I started the first two deals. So basically, yeah. I think I talked to 200 people. And oh, then wow. <laughs> I qualified two because uh, you know the 110 and 1% rule, like 100. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 10% worth your worth qualifying and 1% one per, 1% will come in the program. Yeah. I only did that for my first two deals. The other deals are either from wholesalers or referrals right now. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, well, that that makes sense. Like you just you just got to find a pipeline of the people too, right? And Yeah. Like I think there are people who are really strong at marketing. So they know how to use Google ads. They know how much each lead cost. I did that. I found it really time consuming. Um, I got a lot better. Sometimes I, I was on the phone with them, just listening to their problems. Yeah. And I realized, okay, I can't get the questions I need in 10, 15 minutes. So sometimes 40 minute call is not only 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. Still, that's a lot of time, right? That's still a lot of your time. So if you had somebody like maybe I misheard that, but you got someone else to find you some of these tenant buyers, right? Mm -hmm. um, do you pay them uh, a bird dog fee or something like that? Or are they worked into the end of the how do you how do you work them into this whole? So wholesaling is like, you know, it's the same thing as people finding property there if they're yeah. flipping. So they find the tenant buyer. Yeah, the tenant buyer has to qualify. And, you know, the, the program has to uh, I, I pay them if they found a property and they're committed to the program. Yeah. Okay. It's pretty much the same thing as you pay. Yes. Somebody a wholesale fee or. Um, okay. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, if you don't mind me asking, how much would you pay like a, a bird dog or a, you know, basically a wholesaler to find you people? How much is that? Uh, depends how, how well the pa the deal is packaged. If they already find a tenant buyer, they put in the commitment fee, they probably even have a house under contract, then uh, I would pay them more. Um, however, it's no more than, uh, it cannot be more than the uh, initial deposit the tenant buyer comes in with. Oh, yeah. No, that would make sense. Yeah. So the wholesale fee, if it's a qualified referral, if it's a mortgage broker, I basically just pay them uh, a, like a finder's fee. So yeah. if it's from a wholesaler, they usually charge 1.5 to 2%. Okay. Sometimes the deals are bad. <laughs> I, I, need, I need to fix the deal. I have to put in a lot of work. Uh-huh. Um, they found a property or um, somebody qualified for the for the house and then um, they're so close then the investor came off the deal kind of thing couldn't qualify then I can pick up the deal if I'm able to fix it yeah the the wholesale fee will be lower because there's more work and I'm basically fixing the whole deal yeah no makes sense yeah what else do I need to ask you about uh, lease options <laughs> um I 
I, I don't think I can say specifically how, how much uh, the return is, right? Yeah. No, no, you don't need to. But... Yeah. So typically, um, I do joint ventures. So, yeah. it, you know, people do duplex joint ventures, and I've done that too. Yeah. So um, I, I look for investors who can qualify and who can come in with a down payment. Yep. 50-50, so cash flow is half. Yep. Well, they, however, the expense is a lot lower. There's no utility because they pay for all the utilities. Um, and then we basically just pay pity. So mortgage, uh, so mortgage, property tax, and all our costs, and then debt servicing. Yeah. After everything is paid, we split um, the profit. Yeah. So usually, um, I'll just give you an idea. A yeah. typical house would be four or five hundred, because that's a range, and that's still um, in the range that the tenant buyer can qualify for. So a house of that that range, the cash on cash return, I usually um, do a deal that's thirty percent or more. Yeah. If I split half half with an investor, they probably want to see at least around fifteen percent of the return. And the cash flow for something like that, if the tenant buyer comes in with, say, ten or fifteen thousand mm-hmm. dollars, cash flow would be um, for around fourteen hundred. So a thousand to fourteen hundred. Something like that. That's the price. That's the range. Okay. So then, if you're doing this with it in a joint venture model instead of the regular model with just yourself, uh, mm-hmm. say they gave you fifteen thousand dollars as the upfront. Do you split that at that point, or does it go into an escrow account? What happens to that in, during the the term of this uh, lease option? So um, that's that's also split between okay. the investors. So say they come in with twenty, and then. Um, 10 will, will go to the investor. Yeah. What happened is um, most of the tenant buyer will pay before closing. Yeah. So um, we usually uh, receive it before closing. Then uh, I would receive the first month rent and then the option. Yeah. Then I would distribute the profits. Okay. Yeah. And then I'm guessing the uh, your JV would qualify for the loan as well? They would qualify for the loan, yes. Okay. I've also have cases where the investor needed um, the whole option consideration to go in, in uh, the down payment or to close the deal. So there are different ways. Most of the, in general, is everything is split half-half. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, it's like with anything. Anytime you're not dealing with a bank and you're dealing with seller financing or a lease option or any of these things, it's all negotiable. It can be whatever you work out with somebody to make the deal work. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so because I've done also just regular rentals. I've converted a few duplexes. So when you look at it, each door, I would say, you know, cash flow about people don't, people usually say, oh, I cash flow $500 to, to, you know, to conservatively say, I think you cash flow one, $100, $200 per, per door because investor will use HELOC for the down payment. Yeah. We that financing if we uh, we're converting and we use construction loan or you know, finance, finance the conversion. So for, for rent to own, you can think about it as, um, so say if it's a thousand dollars, that's already four or five doors. Yeah. For, yeah. Yeah. So cash flow is, is good. Yeah. Okay. No, that, that's, that's exciting. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's why I do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And uh, it, it's another, it's one of those techniques that does work well in Ontario. Like I, I find that there's certain techniques that don't work as well. I won't get into specifics, but it's it's one of those ways that you can guarantee your 
your way through the whole thing and, and make it work. You know how hard it is to make a single family home cash flow. I know. Yeah, that's that's where I was going with it. I know, like a lot of these properties around are four hundred thousand. I'm selling some of my um, rental properties that I had in Canada, and I'm selling them for double what I paid for them. <laughs> and I'm like, I and I'm two investors, and I'm like. I don't know how you guys are doing it because <laughs> I'm selling it off because I doesn't make sense to me <laughs> at half that price. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. yeah, they put in a lot of down payment. That's why they cash flow because the thing is lower, right? But yeah. if, if we're investing, we leverage. So we're not going to put in 40, 50% uh, down payment. Yep. I was going to say, I want to replace my income. So that's why I do rent to own because cash flow is good. Yeah. 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 And if you do that, you can, uh, like, if you if you have a cash flow of a thousand four hundred versus you have two hundred dollars per door, right? Yep. You know how how much longer and how much work you'll have to do versus if you do lease option, then you can get a lot. So you can yeah. replace that income a lot faster. So you yeah. think you get more more money by doing the lease options, eh? Cash flow. More. You think the cash flow is higher? I guess you. Like for me compared, whenever I'm doing a lease option, I'm not using property management because I mm-hmm. kind of don't need them anymore. Where uh, even in the States, because it's sort of like, hey, you don't pay, you've just voided the contract. So, you know, we, I can, we can, we don't have to deal with the landlord contract and be like, yeah, we're, I'm not, if you're not going to pay, you're going to lose out on all your money. So I can save myself the, the property oh, management fee. Like, you know, because tenant pay for the repair. So that makes a lot of difference. That's, that makes a big difference. Um, that is one thing we really should cover, yes, that the tenants are paying the uh, the, the, man, the maintenance. So yeah. I think as long as it's, like, within reason. Like, it's – well, what do you put them completely – like, if a furnace went on your um, lease option, would you make them pay for the furnace? In that case, we usually lease. So it's only, you know – so so monthly payment wouldn't be that bad. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, I had a rental that happened at the end of last year when it was a, it was really windy. Yeah. So in in that contract, I usually tell tenants how much they can spend on repair because you want them to increase the value of the property. You don't want them to spend ten thousand dollars and then they couldn't qualify because they screw up. They use their credit card to renovate that kind of stuff. So in this case, the house is old, like a hundred years old. It's uh, in Kingston, and um, there are two chimneys. Because older houses have chimneys. We don't, nobody use chimneys now. Yeah. And then the second day of closing, a tree fell on the house. Because older houses oh have like big trees around it. So, you know, he's supposed to pay for the renovation and repair. So that's part of repair. We have insurance that cover most of it. Yes. And um, he's responsible for the deductible though, because that's repair costs. Okay, yeah. That, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense, right? So they're just in charge of the deductible. So it's not like a, in charge of like the furnace. You could use the insurance, right? You're yeah. not in charge. And, and for um, your lease options, do you pay the insurance or do they pay the insurance? Um, we have to pay the insurance because we're the owner. They yeah. okay. still purchase tenant insurance. Yeah. There's a lease. So the good thing is they have to um, fulfill their obligation as tenants. You, you still have the Ontario lease. Yeah. Which I don't think uh, helps landlord anyways. No. <laughs> no, I, no, I know how to be professional tenants. Anyways, like you, <laughs> right? 
right? Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> then ev everything else, basically your option contract protects you in terms of repair, in terms of what they have to do, how much they can spend, you know? So, yeah. And um, because, because um, they come in thinking it's their home. So they usually, the funny thing is, I, I would say don't spend too much on the repair. They usually come back to say, I want to spend more, you know, because it's their home. Yes. Yeah. They, they didn't think we were protecting them and it's not under their name yet. They usually come back to say, I don't want just $2,000. I don't want just $3,000. I want 5,000 or I want 10,000. Right? Yeah. They want to fix it up. Huh. And some tenants, uh, you know, a lot of people are self-employed, right? Well, we are too. <laughs> doing real estate. So um, that's why they don't have a track record of um, T4s or they need to build their credits a lot of the times. So a lot of the time they're contractors. Or yeah. they're that's what we're using as our lease options is contractors. Yeah, those are the people who are, yeah, who are the people who are doing the lease rent to own. Yeah, so they think they're handy. They don't want you to uh, restrict what they can do. <laughs> <laughs> so we put it in there so they don't uh, overspend or screw up. Yeah. It makes sense, yeah. Yeah. You want them to be able to close it. That you want them to be able to close it, yeah. Yeah. And like, so for lease options to quick summarize it, um, you get money at the start, you'll get the down payment. So there's like three ways. I think, I think the way they do lease options and when I yeah. take the course, it's three ways to win. So you'll get like your money off the start, a cash yeah. flow throughout and then money on the exit. And it's all locked in, in a contract and it is an option to purchase at the end. They aren't obligated to purchase the property. They right. have the option to purchase it. So should they decide to leave, just like a tenant, they can just basically walk away and stop doing the whole program just like a tenant would. <laughs> yeah, they, they wouldn't if they wanna see their uh, Oh, I know, it's a bad idea <laughs> because they've put a down payment in and they've paid additional money every month is definitely a bad idea to do but they do have that option and that's one thing to keep in mind if you're um get starting getting more flexible because you're really hungry to have a lease optioner and you might be like i'm going to take less down payment i'm going to take less money to save every month so that i can get somebody in there because i want to keep the rent nice and low but you yeah. might realize that at the, by the end of it you just have a tenant because they're just it's not they don't have enough skin to not walk away yeah, and I, I don't think you want to deal with that if at the end they couldn't qualify, right? Yeah, because the, the re if you're doing this uh, ethically, you do have the intention that you want them to close. You want this whole thing to go. You, you're not in the business of trying to steal down payments and stuff, but you're trying to get them to close, and it's a way to guarantee your exit. You can save yourself some realtor fees. You can make it predictable. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I think the tenant buyer put a lot of trust in us because there's yeah. a lot of um, bad news on rental. Um, oh, yes. Yeah. Because if the investor decided not to sell, right? Because now the price is so high, why would I want to sell low? So, actually, my first rent to own tenant buyer, he was in that situation. So, his um, previous rent to own, it was in Barrie. And I, yeah. I, well, I saw the house on the map, it's gorgeous. So their agreed price is in, in the 400s. Yeah. It's now in, in 900 something. It's it's a huge property. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's in Barry. And that was uh, 2016. So that was my first rent to own. And I didn't tell him that was my first one. And he trusted me. And, you know, he actually went through a bad rent to own. So, and I think that's why the rep 
rent, some people don't think rental um, is a good way to go because the 10 buyers sometimes think it's risky if you go with somebody, um, you know, who doesn't care about their reputation in that case. Yeah. 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 So we did look at the contract. Uh, we were thinking, you know, maybe we can buy the house for him and buy it at a, a lot lower than the market price. Um, yeah. The contract wasn't set up right. It said uh, at an agreed price. It didn't specify what the option price is. So. Oh, it didn't have an option price. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Well, he didn't know how to do it, how to do it right, right? So I guess that's why, um, you know, some people don't trust that rent-to-own could work. <laughs> Would yeah. you ever convert a tenant into a rent-to-own? Um, yes. I was actually <laughs> thinking about a couple of tenants. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I'm thinking about that. Yeah, um, the there's one because um, they're newcomers. Yeah, I think they could need they could get help um, building their credit. Yeah, yeah. So cool. I haven't. I see the potential. <laughs> <laughs> Brooke, if people wanted to get a hold of you to talk lease options or private lending or anything else, what's mm -hmm. the best way to do so? Um, they can uh, send me an email. Uh, can I give you the email? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> you can get, I can put it in my email. I can put it in the show notes afterwards, or you can even say it, whatever you like. Oh, okay. It's uh, Brooke at trustyourtalent.ca. Okay. And I'll put it in the show notes as well. If people are looking for, if you want it easy copy and paste. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. So, um, because I'm starting to do coaching and teaching as well, mm -hmm. it's kind of just a natural progression. Yeah. Yeah. You know how people contact you and ask you a lot of questions? I do. I, I really do. <laughs> <laughs> or ask yeah. for a referral. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. So um, I, I did work for Rich Education for a period of time. Yeah. Um, now I'm starting to um, get into teaching and coaching. Yeah. I, I started by helping out or coordinating in class. And... Um, yeah, so I think I've built some experience and yeah, people, you, anyways. <laughs> yeah, now you, now you can do it yourself without the, the, the others, the whole thing behind you. That, that's great. Yeah, so um, I'm also, this will keep going. I will keep doing rental. I'll, my goal is to do different things because you probably get bored too, right? Or you want to learn something new. Oh, definitely. You always get, you, 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 anytime it's going too well, you're just like, you know what, let's try something else. Let's make my life difficult again. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's make your life difficult again. Yeah, exactly. Try another technique. Put another yeah. tool in the toolbox. That's right. And for a lot of, I don't know if you feel the same way too. For real estate, if you just start to do one or two deals, you're kind of almost an expert in that area already. If you do a few um you know even conversions if you start to flip you know because you learn so much especially the first first deal or even the second one right yeah it, the more the more you do the better more you know and yeah, yeah. you get to be really good at one thing <laughs> cool yeah. yeah well thank you for coming on the show brooke um i really appreciate your time oh anytime it was just fun to chat <laughs> yeah we might have to come back and talk private lending too one time Yes. Um, so I do that because, you know, it's passive. Yeah. And when you don't have time and you know how real estate number works. You, yeah. So rental is basically creative financing, right? You yeah. kind of bridge, bridge the, the mortgage between the tenant until they could buy. So, yeah. So a lot of numbers. And yeah. if 
familiar with that if you're doing flips and you've done rentals yeah lending could yeah lending could work yeah oh. and that's actually maybe we'll actually sort of for one second but that's how we met <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's how brooke and i met because i was doing i was looking for private lending and uh we worked together and she helped me finish one of my projects yeah well We'll talk all night. So <laughs> thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, I'm sure I'll see you again in, uh, when we go to, I go to North York to the meetup. But uh, yeah, yep. thanks, thanks so much for coming on the show. I appreciate it. Thanks, Lan. We'll chat soon.